Welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. We're talking today about sharing our story. I love, if you've ever heard me speak, I share a lot of stories. Many of you know my testimony, you know where I come from and different things that I've been through in my life. And I think that one of the most powerful things we can do when it comes to loving someone, when it comes to sowing love, planting seeds of goodness and truth and wholeness in people's lives is to be willing to tell our story. To be willing to tell someone the hurts and the heartaches and the victories and the real things that we've gone through in life. In fact, just about every relationship, I would say every relationship, starts with a story. I've got some really good friends that I was in missions with for a long time. They didn't know each other very well. His name was Josh. Her name was Gertie. And they went out surfing. Now, they were young Americans from the Midwest. They came to Australia and went surfing. Does that sound good? Who, who knows where this story is going? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So they go out there with another one of their like new acquaintances and really, really unwise, got caught in a rip, taken out to sea, all three of them hanging on one surfboard. And they were out there for about four hours, and they were found and rescued. And in the space of those four hours, they did some story sharing, I reckon. Not just um, telling each other about their stories, but talk about a story to share. Am I right? That's going to carry with you for your whole life. They're now married, Josh and Gertie. The other guy, third wheel, sorry, didn't make it. But (laughs) it's unfortunate to be him. But for them, sharing a story resulted, telling a story, sharing a story resulted in a life of sharing stories now. And that's what their lives will be because they're married and they're together. And I think when we share our stories with people, we create opportunity for more than just a moment. You know, stories are often what happens in answer to the what happened or why question. You know, when kids are like, why do we do this? Who gets asked the why question by your children a lot? I'm a youth pastor, so I get asked the why question all the time. Why did God do this? Why did God do that? And then you try to tell a story to explain why this thing happened or you know, you get home and everything's a mess. My, this happens between me and my wife a lot. She gets home and everything's a mess. And she's like, why haven't you cleaned anything? What's the story? <laughs> what did you spend your whole day doing? Sometimes you tell a story to make people laugh. I really like to make people laugh. I love laughing with people. Often people tell me that I laugh more at my stories and my jokes than other people laugh at them um, because I just think I'm hilarious. Uh, sometimes when people tell stories, it makes you cry because it touches you in in a very, very deep way. And we all have that friend who as soon as they open their mouth to tell a story, we instantly check out because we know this story is going to take about 10 times longer than it needs to take. They're going to go on and on and on and on. And by the end of it, they're going to completely have forgotten the main points of the story. And we're like, I wish you just wouldn't have even started. So stories have an impact in our life. Jesus told his story. And I think, imagine being God We're all like, yes, if I was God, there would be only taco restaurants if I was God, just saying. Um, We imagine being God and coming to this earth, being with people and trying to explain your story. Well, Jesus did in John chapter 12, verse 44. He tried to explain his story. Jesus shouted to the crowds, if you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. 
I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me but do not obey me, for I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Jesus was trying to explain the ultimate connection that he had, and that was his connection to the Father. And he was trying to tell a story about his connection to the Father and what it looked like. I came because the Father sent me, and when the Father commands me to do something, I do it. And the reason why I do what the Father has commanded me to do is because his commands always lead to eternal life. So Jesus was sharing this beautiful story of his connection, of his relationship with God. And I think what happened when Jesus shared about his story and his connection is people started to think. I wonder what my story, what my connection to God is like. I wonder if this guy who says he clearly claimed to be God, if you hear me, you hear God, and what I say is what God says, he was claiming to be in that space, and people were maybe wondering, whoa, whoa, whoa. So being connected to Jesus is being connected to God. This was a big thing for these people to recognize and to wrap their heads around. So Jesus was trying to explain something super complex, and who knows that trying to explain your life story is complex and difficult, because that's just your life story. It's not an easy thing to explain, and that's, we're not Jesus, we're not the God of the universe, we're just normal people whose stories can be difficult to explain. So I totally understand that when we go to share our story with someone, to tell our story, whether it's our salvation experience or a powerful moment that we had with God, it can be complicated. And it can be difficult to explain in a way that people understand and relate to. One of the things I want to do is just encourage us with three questions that can help us to simplify a little bit of what our story is like. Often when we go to tell our story or we talk to someone about Jesus or even just our lives, we, we talk about the highlights. You know, you talk about those big moments, those really powerful moments that have had a massive impact on you. And that's good and that's definitely part of it. But I think what I love about sharing stories with people, since it is a bridge, to relationship is I really like sharing the everyday. I really like to share, well, you know, I've had these high, high moments with Jesus that have been amazing, but what was, what was it like with Jesus yesterday? And what's it like with him right now? And so the first thing I want to encourage us to do when we decide, hey, I actually want to share a little bit with you about my relationship with Jesus, let's share about our current relationship with Jesus. What's it like right here and right now? And when we ask ourselves this question, what is my current life with Jesus like? The first thing it does is it challenges us because I think most of us would recognize and be aware that we're not perfect. There's no relationship in my life that is perfect that I was like, oh, I'm hitting everything perfectly. You can ask Clara. I'm not. I don't do the dishes as much as I should. And I know that. I know that I should be stepping up my game. But you look at that relationship and it's a self-valuation that says, wow, it's not perfect because, because I'm not perfect. And it's actually so good to share that with people. That, you know, my relationship with God, sometimes it feels like we're really far apart. 
sometimes it doesn't actually feel like there's a super strong connection there, and I don't really like it when that's the case. That's something that actually bothers me. And sometimes I'm totally doing things on my own, and Jesus just snaps into the picture and reminds me of something that I've totally forgotten, and it gives me life and gives me hope for the day. You know, sometimes my life with Jesus isn't always perfect. It's not always what, you know, the picture-perfect Christian idea would be, but it is good, and I wouldn't want to do life without him. And I think it's really beautiful to go on from that to share, you know, what did our life used to be like? You know, maybe I'm not walking with Jesus as well as I should, but I used to like really dislike the guy. And I used to believe that he didn't love me, that he judged me, that he hated me, that he didn't want to spend time with me, that his care for me wasn't genuine, or that he didn't even exist. And that's okay to share too, because we all are on a journey with Jesus. I don't believe that there's anyone on the planet that Jesus hasn't reached out to encounter in some way. That song we were singing about, your goodness is running after me, that's true. Jesus is running after us. Even if your only experience of Jesus is that you've seen creation and its beauty, you have had an experience of the goodness of God. And so I think that we, we need to kind of get away from this idea that if we've been walking with Jesus for a while, that we're somehow separate from anyone else. We're actually, we're actually not. We're just people who have heard Jesus talk to us and decided to talk back. And the rest of the world are people who've heard Jesus talk and just haven't initiated a conversation back. So let's be people that talk about what it used to be like before we started to converse with Jesus. And I think it's also really important as we recognize we're not perfect that we want to grow. We want to become more like Jesus. We want to also become someone who loves really well. And so I think when we share our story of Jesus with people, it's really, really good idea to share what our hope for our relationship with Jesus is. You know, what do you hope your relationship with Jesus looks like in the future? Now, I want to love him more. But also, one of the things I would really love in my relationship with Jesus, and just an honest moment here, is I would love for it to be more constant. Often, it can be a bit stop-start, and oh, I need to, yeah, right, okay, I got distracted two days in a row, I didn't really think all that much about God or Jesus, I didn't really talk to him that much, but I'm like, okay, yeah, now I need to talk to him. I would really love for my relationship with Jesus to be more constant, to be more just present all the time. And whatever that looks like for you, what sharing your story in this way does, it does two things. Number one, it keeps it pretty real. Because when you share honestly and with a genuine heart with people, you're not actually preaching at them. Like nothing in here has said, you know, you're like, yeah, you're preaching a sermon to someone when you're sharing a story. You're not doing that. You're just being real. And sharing your story, being vulnerable with people, invites them to do the same with you. And when we listen, as Josh was talking about, when we listen to people, oh, first of all, I, th I think we get blessed. I think it's a beautiful, amazing thing to carry someone else's story with you. It's actually a precious thing. But if you tell your story to someone often enough and they tell their story to you, eventually you become part of one another's story. You become part of their life. And then you share a story together. And as you share that story together, you grow closer in relationship and intimacy grows, whether it turns into just a great friendship. Maybe, you know, it's just a really good memory of that one person you met on a plane that you talked to for a couple of hours and you shared your story, they shared yours, and you're just really glad that that experience happened. Or maybe you end up getting married. 
Who knows how that's going to go, but let's be people who share our story. Let's be people who don't see ourselves as different to other people far apart. One of the things that's really real about sharing our story with Jesus is it's a little bit weird. Who's like brave enough to admit that it's a little bit weird that we talk to a God that we can't see and that manifests himself in all different kinds of ways and isn't, you know, Asher standing right in front of me and I can interact. With it. it's, it's a little bit weird. You know, there are people who do significant damage to their brains by using drugs to facilitate an experience like that. And we just say that we just do it naturally every day. It's a little bit weird. So let's embrace the weird. It is actually a little bit weird and that's okay. It's absolutely okay to hear voices. That's totally normal when it comes to hearing the voice of God, for hearing Jesus speak. And when someone says that is weird, it is. Let's just accept that. Let's just move on. If you're in this room and you're like, I have never talked to Jesus before, and you're telling me that I need to talk to some entity that I can't see, that I can't feel, yeah, it's weird, uh, but you should try it. It's really good. Lastly, um, when we share our story of Jesus, I think we can be tempted to share about Jesus and not necessarily our experience of Jesus. We can be quick to revert to preaching or you know, deep Bible stories or things like that. And I understand that. I understand it's really easy to go into that space. But I'd really encourage us when we're sharing about Jesus, just telling our story, that we keep it personal, keep it close and keep it real. People will ask you questions about why you think this about God. And the really the strongest thing to stand on is, well, this has been my experience of him. You know, the Bible does say that he's good. But I talked to him and I found out that it was true. You know, I'm not actually leaning, I'm not actually leaning on the words the Bible says. I'm leaning on my experience of God. Even though this is true, it's absolutely true, and I get to use that as a validation point. The reality is when you're talking to someone who who doesn't talk to Jesus very often, or someone who does talk to Jesus very often, the most powerful thing you have is your personal story. So When we share our stories, like I shared before, when we tell our stories to other people, what happens is we end up sharing life with them. When we listen to their stories and we tell them ours. And I know that time is always the struggle here. Hey, when you're wanting to have a new friendship or a new experience, it's really difficult because who's busy? Anyone? Yeah, okay, yeah. I actually had a great conversation with a friend of mine the other day. I was like, hey, how's it going, man? Like, what are you up to? How's life? He's like, oh, it's really busy. How about you? busy. And I was like, I'd had a couple weeks that were really slow and really relaxed. And I was like, not at all. It's actually so nice. (laughs) And it was one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had because I wasn't busy. And I just stopped in that moment and I was like, whoa, how often do we, we're just so comfortable with being overloaded with tasks and being overloaded with things that even just finding time to share our story with someone I mean, when your instant response is, I'm busy, that's hard to do. So what I want to challenge us to do in this time and in this space is obviously we have to live our lives. We have to do what we have to do. We have to support families. But let's be people who at least have one new person that we're sharing our story in our life with. Do you think we could do that? Just one person that's like, I don't really know this person very well, but I'm getting to know them better. And I'm sharing my story with them and sharing a bit of my life with them. You know, it can be challenging, it can be difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. But this is showing God's love. 
Jesus was constantly hanging out with new people all the time. That was just like he was God on this earth to proclaim the kingdom and all he did was hang out with new people. And that's kind of his job. But I think we can hang out with at least one person that we're not super. And it doesn't have to be someone who doesn't know Jesus. Let's just be people who are learning more. Because what happens when we grow in relationship is our perspectives change. And there's opportunity for us to become a bit more like Jesus. Jesus thought that this was so important, that connecting with people was so important, that when he was asked, what's the greatest commandment of all? He said this, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. It's impossible to love God if you don't interact with him. And it's impossible to love people if you don't interact with them. So let's be, let's take the time. Let's spend the time to love people, to meet new people. I was thinking the other day about 252 and the project that we're doing to work with, with people in pretty difficult situations, young moms. And, and I was thinking, you know, how much money and time does it take to transform a life. If you work in any sort of helping profession, you know that it is not cheap to make a positive impact in someone's life. It costs a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of heartache, a lot of hard work. And what I'm asking you to do is as you're doing your lives, and many of us here are in helping professions, as you're doing your life, let's also just have that thing that's, I'm not, I'm not fixing anybody, I'm not building, I'm just spending time with one person to love them, to sow love and God's goodness into their lives. You know, when I was um, 17, I was a painter. Um, anyone here do trades? Yeah, a few of us. One of the things that trades will do is it will make you very old way before your time. So I've got back issues, I've got neck issues, I've got shoulder issues, it's just, it's not great. And I'm only 28 and I, I was playing soccer yesterday and I, there was a guy who was running and outrunning me and I asked him how old he was and he said he was 60. <laughs> When I was about 17, I was painting, and there was a guy that I met. I might have been high school a little bit, but then he got a job at the same company I was at, and I'd, I was like, oh, where'd you go after high school, man? Because I graduated um, pretty early. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm in the Marines. Has anyone ever met a US Marine? Those guys are crazy. Like, you don't get more hardcore and intense than that. And this guy, every weekend on a bender, just going crazy, new girl every night, the guy was just living absolutely loose. And young me, 17-year-old Jake, was incredibly zealous. He would not have been able to preach this message. He would have been like, I, what I told him, I was like, man, you're going to hell. I was like, you are not going to make it, dude. <laughs> and he was a Marine, so he appreciated the candor and the honesty. And he was like, he was like yeah, well, I'll probably have a party there. He was having a good time. And we worked together for about two and a half years. Me and this guy, his name's Derek. And every day we worked together, because I'd been in the company for about a year at that, t at that point. So he was kind of, I was kind of training him. And uh, we worked together every single day 
for about two and a half years, unless he was on training or different deployments. And um, it was a really beautiful thing because I would preach at this guy all day, every day. And Derek, incredibly intelligent man, would, when I would say something about, you know, this is what the Bible says or something like that, he'd be like, well, that's dumb because this, 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 this. And by the end of it, I would lose the argument completely. And he would be like, see, I just proved that God's not real. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not the case. But I just kept sharing my life. I kept preaching at him, kept going. And after about two and a half years, Derek gave his life to Christ. He's now doing a master's of theology and he's going to be a chaplain in the army, which is amazing. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but he told me, he told me on my 21st birthday that I got to celebrate with, with him. He said, you know, Jacob, the reason that I came to Christ, that I started talking to Jesus and spending time with Jesus, wasn't because you were right, because you were usually wrong. But I saw you live everything that you were telling me. I saw that it was real in your life, and that's why I couldn't shake it. People are never going to see that it's real in your life if you don't share your life with them. They're never going to know what they're looking for to be real if you don't tell them your story. So let's tell people our stories. Let's share our lives with them. And I believe that what happens is God encounters them. Relationship starts with them. And that's kind of the goal of life, isn't it? Relationship with Jesus. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app that you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. Have a safe and blessed week.